Welcome to Real Faith, Real Talks, where the voucher is fame and the behave is prosecution. We're your hosts, Sammy. We also have Kevin. Hey, what's up? Carlos. Yo. And Ika. Hello. So if you guys didn't know this yet about our catchphrase, we are just randomly generating the words to fit into it. But we're definitely open to suggestions and votes from you guys on which one you think is the best. So today we want to talk to you guys today about how to approach the Bible, how to approach reading the Bible, understanding the Bible. And I want to start with asking you guys if you could talk a little bit about your first experiences reading the Bible. So when I first um, came and became a Christian and God um, came into my life, I had this hunger to just read the word. But there was such confusion in my life. Um, because when I was reading it, there were most of the times that I wasn't getting what I was reading, and I didn't understand the gospel or certain parables that I was reading. Um, but I was just reading the word, and I started to just sit down and, like, like I said, I had this fire and hunger that I would sit down for hours and just read from Genesis to Exodus and these stories. And I was like, I just want to get to know what the word says. And to this day now, like, I love just to go back to the historical content of the Old Testament. I love reading the New Testament too. Right. But there are moments that it's not the same as when I first started though, that I sat down and I just read for hours and hours and hours and I wouldn't get get up from my bed. Um, now it's more like, okay, I read, but then I study it also. Right. Was there any kind of struggle though at the beginning or was it just like... I'm oh no, there was a struggle just to understand. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things that I started off is that I didn't use like a Bible app because it was like 2012. I was using a Spanish Bible. So I was reading it in Spanish and my Spanish wasn't that great. Mm. Yes, I learned how to read Spanish, but I will read slowly. And there were words that I was like, what is this word? So then later on, I invested and got a Bible in English. I don't know if there was the, the version Bible back then, or I don't know what was, yeah, I don't know what it was, but I didn't download the app. Um, but then being able to understand the words, and I remember just reading, and the Holy Spirit gave me the revelation after a few, I don't know, maybe like a month in, I was like, oh, now I get it. Mm-hmm. And before, there was like this whole idea of reading it so literal that I was like, how is it that Jesus is saying, take out your eye? <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, what? And some people can say, are you dumb, Kevin? <laughs> like, obviously, I knew it was speaking in a different way. I just didn't understand the metaphor mm. uh, or the parable itself and what he was trying to say there. Yeah. But in my mind, was like, but how is this even making sense? I completely relate to that. There was a time where I was considering, I was like, should I? Oh boy. <laughs> 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 Only <But> you. <laughs> no, because like that. Kevin, at the beginning, I was reading it literal. Yeah. So I was really, I was, you know, these are the thoughts going through my mind. Like, what's going on? You know, Jesus, you don't want my hand or my <laughs> eye? No, and I think that even if like somebody starts reading right now, and I know there are parts in the Bible that it says, and until this day, that, let's say, boulder oh, or that yeah, valley yeah. is still there. I was like, wow. To Dude, this day, that is still there. <laughs> and then That's later, so I'm like, funny. "How's that possible? It's, like, it's 2015. How how is that even still there?" I'm so <laughs> glad I'm not the only one. Years later, it's still there. Like 2013, I thought actually, the same but, thing. I really yeah. did. Um, but that is my experience. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I think once you um, give your life to Christ. Um, that hunger to read the Bible is, like, is instant, mm. you know, because um, 
at least like probably like a lot of Christians, a lot of people that convert to Christianity, mm-hmm. that hunger is right there right away. Um, for me, it was there right away. Uh, and I started reading, um, I didn't know what, what to read first. And um, I had a leader around that time and he told me just, you know, start with the Gospels. Mm-hmm. Um, which I do recommend anyone who's just converting to Christianity just start with the Gospels. Um, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And I started reading uh, just... Like, I didn't understand what I was reading, of course, but it was just to read like that and that's it, you know, with without stopping, without studying, it's just to read, to understand, to, to try to grasp as much as I could. And I think for me, that was a huge mistake because I, I don't like reading. I, <laughs> I, I don't like reading at all. I'm not, like, I'm more into numbers, like drawing, visual things. That's how I learn. You know, I, I can't sit down and read a, a full book. I, like, the last time I read a full book was probably like The Outsiders. <laughs> and oh, that was yeah. probably like in, I don't, like, I don't know, when I was in, in school or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but, I mean, aside from the Bible, because I've read, you know, the, uh, the books that were in the Bible, not all of them. Um, and it, for me, it, it's difficult to, it was difficult to just sit down and continue to read and push myself to read, you know? Um, and to understand and to like, try to come up with a, a way to study um, what I'm reading and to allow it to, to, to stay inside, to grasp, you know, to grasp what I'm reading. Yeah. What kept you wanting to keep trying, though, even though you t- didn't like reading? Uh, I mean, God, you know, Jesus. You know, it's, it's the wanting to know more of him, the wanting to know, you know, um, more of who he is and what he's done in the world. You know, and what he's he's capable of doing, you know, because that's what helps me in my walk in my life is to you know, like if I'm going through depression, if I'm going through something, you know, I have to have the understanding of what the Bible says to like use it and apply it in my life. Because if I don't if I don't read the the word, I'm not gonna know how powerful my God is to help me in my situations. Yeah, and I think it, it's key what you said at the beginning too that you know, to know who God is and, like, what he did and what he said and stuff because that's a major reason why we all read the Bible. That's why I first really wanted to read the Word because I wanted to know who this God was yeah. that just saved me. And the only place I could really go to because I really didn't have a relationship, I didn't have a relationship with the Lord, was his Word. You know, what did Jesus say? How did he react to this? Like, mm-hmm. what did, how did God solve that? And that's one of the main reasons why we go to the Bible. Right. Yeah, that's the thing that many people believe that the Bible is just stories. It's just telling us from a perspective of history to now, like, to the point that it finished um, during the time of John and Patmos. But the real truth about the Bible is that the Bible is there for us to understand who God is. It's yeah. for the Bible to reveal God and say, hey, I leave you this for you to know me now, for you to yeah. get closer to me. Mm-hmm. And that's the perspective that we need to view the Bible as, not as a yeah. historical content, not like these um, scrolls that were found and they just, or, you know, magically just translated them all to just be in English or different languages. Mm-hmm. It's actually for us to get to know God. And say, hey, this is who my God is. Like Carlos was just saying, I want to know how powerful my God is. Right. What has he done? Or how is he revealing himself through the word? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, my experience is different because I was like, I was born like a Christian. You, were, you were born reading the Bible? Yeah. I was like, you know, like, I can remember times being like three 
and my dad coming into the room with me and my brothers and him like having my brothers read the Bible mm. and me like being there listening to them read the Bible and me picking up the Bible and trying to read, you know, when I was like maybe five or six and mm. them being like, Oh, Sammy's trying to read tonight. Jeez. Cause you know, like I can't, I can't read and these words, read. And these words are humongous, and it's because I was like, you know, it was before like the English Standard Version was like the people, it was like this, the, and thou, and however, and it's like, but you know, so for, like for me, I can, I can imagine, Sammy, the word is the, okay? <laughs> no, what what I just pictured is this um this thing that's going around on Instagram. The kid, he's like, what what is this? And he's trying to read the bottle, and he's like, peanut butter, and it's Nutella. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, so like for me, it, my uh, my first um, times approaching the Bible, my first times I, you know, I read any kind of text in scripture was just me having communion with my dad and my brothers mm. before I went to sleep. And so the Bible for me wasn't like I'm trying to learn from God or about who God is. It was kind of like I'm this is a communion experience. You right. know, this is something that we get to do as a family together. Um, and you know, there was a season of my life where I finally picked up the Bible out of curiosity to learn who God is. But for me, it honestly started with like, I need to be able to teach the stuff that's in here mm-hmm. because I was already at, at a position in my life where people were looking to me for answers. So like I would read the Bible to answer questions in like a youth cell group when my parents were at Freeport or when my parents started a ministry, I was like 12 and I was in charge of Sunday school. I had to come up with the Sunday school lessons. Do you do you feel like yeah. that caused a lot more pressure on you, or do you feel like that helped you a lot more to push yourself to read the Bible? It was pressure for sure. I feel like it it gave there's there's a big really big positive and really big negative that came with that. Number one number one positive was that the push gave me. The, what the push did was that it I needed to understand the Bible and ha- and be able to communicate it. And anyone who here has taught anything in their lives knows that you really know something when you're able to teach it. Mm-hmm. And so I it was I had to push myself to that level of understanding. Now understanding and revelation are two different things. Right. Yeah. And so um, I I didn't the Bible wasn't revealed to me until I was in high school. Like, the material in there didn't matter to me on a personal level until I was in high school, until I started needing to apply it to my life, needing to understand who God was. Because I mentioned this in an earlier episode, I was struggling with depression, and I was struggling with anxiety, and I was struggling with social norms and pressures. And so I needed an answer that I could only find in Christ. And so I would turn to scriptures now to find stories about the love and the compassion of Jesus. I would turn to scriptures now to find you know, about how God came through, like you guys were saying, about he, how he came through for his people, how he came through for the Israelites and right. when they came out of captivity and things. So, like, the Bible wasn't just a book for me at first that was to learn about who God was for my sake. It was to learn about it for other people's sakes, mm. which I think uh, is an interesting way that most people who are born in a church approach the Bible. Yeah, yeah. I- Sorry, Kevin. No, I'd love to hear how you transitioned from like reading it in a communal sense with your family. Right. So, like the mm-hmm. moment it clicked, you're like, no, I want to know God yeah. for myself through mm-hmm. his word. I mean, it was, I, I, it was, I was through trauma almost. It was like, I, I, I testified, to, I think in just our last episode about there was a point in my life where I, I neglected God and I pushed him away completely because, because I knew of what happened in the scripture. There is no way that this God who fought for these people 
and died for these people the way he did in the scripture even knows me because he did it all for them and I'm still sitting over here in my pain, mm-hmm. in my loneliness, in my insecurities. And so, you know, I had that encounter with Jesus. Um, I testified at a youth at a youth camp. And from then it was like, okay, this isn't not just for them in the scripture. There's also some testimonies that's around me. This is a reality that I can have of a faith that moves me. And so I started picking up my Bible and I started reading scriptures and starting to learn how I can I grow into a better Christian that can show other people this Jesus the way that no one really showed me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like, and that's one of the reasons why we felt to really have this kind of conversation is because the way you approach the Bible will really affect your relationship with God. Yeah. You know, like the mindset that you go into it with. Right. Um, in my experience, it was a little different because I come from a Catholic background. So they taught mm. me, like, the way I learned to approach the Bible before was, you know, like, l- read Psalms such and such and such because they were considered, like, the powerful, defensive Psalms because you're always in a, an attack, right? Mm. Um, uh, you know, and leave the Bible open in such and such pages. Mm-hmm. And they tell you, like, you tell them a situation, it's like, oh, that situation is according to Psalms blank. Just leave it open on your desk or on your nightstand or something. And, you know, God will do the rest mm-hmm. kind of thing. So when I got saved... That's a lot of faith. <laughs> that is a lot of faith, yeah. You know, as a kid, you start wondering, too. You just start imagining, like, are the words coming? Like, what am I not seeing right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, but so when, I got, so when I got saved, it was, like, that click. Like, whoa, it's not just the words open on the page. It's like, what are the words saying? Right. You know, exactly what is what is God doing for me that's in that book? So I started, like Kevin, like just really wanting to know what was in there because I never really took the time to. And I started, like you, Carlos, reading the gospel. And I remember every other, like, verse was so confusing in a sense, but at the same time, when I would give it my full attention, mm. I felt like I was receiving, like, a download. Like, I... It almost felt like I w- it was feeding me, if that makes sense. Like, I was getting satisfied the more that I read and the more that I understood. And an approach that I was taking, because I, I've always been, like, a crazy note-taker and stuff in school, so I just applied right. what I learned. Like, how do you learn in, in the world? You know, how do you learn in school? You take notes. So I just applied that to reading scripture, and I started taking out a notebook every time I read anything. And literally every time a thought came to my mind, a question, a comment, an understanding, I jot down the scripture because when you write things down, it helps you remember the mm-hmm. verse. And then I'd write down in the bottom, like, what, it, what was my takeaway? Mm-hmm. And that kept wanting me to go back and back. And what I found is that when I was struggling through something, I'd remember the verse. And I was like, but wait, there was a revelation that I got, like, an understanding. There was something that came to mind when I was reading it. I forgot about it. It was so awesome that I took those notes because I would just go back. And it was like a reminder, like, oh, right, that's what God was trying to tell me at that moment that I was reading it. Mm-hmm. So that's how I started to approach the Bible and how I started getting my own understanding. Was yeah. being in um was being what's the word intent? Was intentional. intentional, thank you. Was being intentional about really wanting to understand what was written. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't satisfied with just having the pages open on my desk. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. You see yeah. with me it's um like as intentional as that can be, it's still difficult for me to like sit down and actually read something or read the um the, the word um one thing that helped me um you know not a, not a sponsor but a uh, bible project you know not a sponsor not a sponsor <laughs> <laughs> but um and you know it, it has to do with um like i learn to sing mm. you know like if you play something on the piano and i see your fingers moving you know if 
you play it, if I continue to see it long enough, you know, I'll probably end up knowing how to do that myself. Mm. You know, if I see you fixing something and I'm like really paying attention to what you're doing, like I can do it myself later on, mm. you know, um, through the Bible project, the fact that they have a lot of like videos on YouTube on like all these different books in the Bible and, um, you know, it's a lot of drawings and everything else. I was able to uh, like see it and understand it more than just reading it, you know. And then after I saw it, I was able to to read it and understand it a little more instead of just reading it like that and not having a visual of what I'm looking at, you yeah. know. Yeah. And Bible Projects also now has an app. They do sponsor. have an app. Yeah. So definitely if you guys want to go there, yeah. you could download and, it. Yeah, I didn't know you can that. listen to the podcast yeah. there also. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. But yeah. I think oh, like what you're saying also, I've done that also is like watching movies. Yeah. Or yeah. I think we even do that when we go to school. Like I know if I don't know how if this is gonna reveal how old I am. Spark notes. I don't know if that still exists. <laughs> Spark notes. You don't know. It's like a summary of oh wait no it just like it just like so it's like just getting a a summary of what you're about to read to understand and gain and gain the context of okay I'm gonna right now sit down and read something that I don't really know what what it's about but by going to these sites or watching a movie you kind of get an idea okay I know I'm gonna be um, yeah I'm I'm gonna get you know this character that's gonna be there and then I see what how the character is and sometimes it could be misleading because sometimes when you actually read it it's like there's more content than the movie or the show or the summary, but it I gives like you an idea, right? For me, I like that because I, I feel like, like when I see the, a movie of something, let's say, um, like of David or something like that, right? Um, when I'm looking at the movie and then I read the like what the Bible talks about him, mm-hmm. right? And it's like it's way more things in the Bible. I mm-hmm. see it as like deleted scenes, yeah, or like you know deleted. Things that is like oh awesome you know and for me that that makes me like it excites me to yeah. s- to read more beyond of what I saw mm-hmm. in you know like a movie or something like that. Yeah. Um, but Sammy, what were you saying? Uh, like Spark Notes for for like I was uh, just gonna say like I know Sammy's been like whispering these little nuggets, yeah. but if yeah. you can clearly say yeah, because exactly I know it will help a lot of people. <laughs> Oh, you guys, uh, so there's a website called BibleHub.com, yeah. which is like summaries yeah. of chapters mm-hmm. and books in the Bible. Yep. So like when I was doing like yeah. the classes at, at at my my parents' church, um, what's it called? The um institute. The Bible Institute. Yeah, Bible yeah. Institute. I would like you know we're doing a test on yep. the book of Joshua. Yep. And then study yeah. BibleHub.com. Yeah. BibleHub.com. <laughs> Spark um, notes. Yeah, yeah. I've read the book before. I just right. needed something to like catch my memory. You just need like a little jolt to yeah. remember. Yeah. You know, um, but I wanted to bring up another point too, which is like um, the a big part of the way I learned the Bible growing up was because I grew up going to church and going to so many past preachings and things. I learned a lot about what scripture was saying by listening to pastors and yeah. preachers speak, yeah. Yeah. So you know, and watching videos even on YouTube. Like I probably learned the story of Joshua in detail because of listening to preachers talk mm-hmm. about it, you know? And of course I've read it for myself at this point, but you know, uh, even like the Sunday school material that I would come up with was like in part, not all of it, but in part of based off things that I heard, you know, from this preacher when I was eight, that preacher when I was 10, I was like, Oh, so this is the story. Yeah. These are the morals from the story. Mm-hmm. No, and it's so funny how, you know, cause we, we, we tend to complicate anything that has to do with Christianity. Yeah. Anything that has to do with God. But just like Carlos, you have your way of learning and everybody has their own way of learning. I feel like just the same way we learn in school is the same way we're supposed to approach 
the Bible, God, and everything. You know, like we're disciples once we get saved, which means that we're just students of God. And same thing, like listen, like you go to class. You sit down in a lecture and you listen. Then what do you do while you're listening? You're taking notes. Mm -hmm. You know, then what do you do to prepare for an exam? You study your notes. And right. it's the same thing. And the exam could be a situation. The exam could be, you know, anything that you're learning to, ap to apply what you've been taught. Yeah. Right. And I think that's what helped me since I went to Bible Institute and then I went to college to learn the Bible. That's exactly what I had to do. I had to read whatever they told me. Okay, you're going to read this Bible verse or you're going to read this book and tell me what you're gaining. Like, what what are you reading? Um, and then I remember there was this one class. I don't remember if it was leadership or any mentorship. And this book that I was reading, every chapter only had like maybe one or two pages. It was a small book. Nice. I know it was a long book, but it but it was like small <laughs> little chapters. And I remember that the professor asked for a five-page paper on each chapter, right? And they were due every week. Um, but not each chapter, but specific chapters that he assigned because mm -hmm. uh, it had a lot of chapters. And I remember that a lot of my classmates were having trouble. They're like, how can I make a five-page paper out of only two papers that the author is giving me from the text? But I was able to do three, five pages ASAP. Because Sam says it was three, Sam says it was five. And they were like, how are you doing it? I'm like, well, you see, right at the chapter, right at the top, right underneath that chapter, there's a verse. And by me reading that verse, I understood that the author was going to use that verse to speak about the next topic. So what I'll do is that I will read what the author is telling me. And then gain what, what he's trying to say, but also go to the text, whatever Bible verses he used, mm -hmm. and use those to bring a whole idea. And that's exactly what, what we do when we study. We're reading the word, but we're actually studying it by going back to, okay, what is the author trying to tell me here? And what I mean the author in that moment was the author that wrote that book specifically, mm -hmm. not the Bible. Mm -hmm. So I, I will just go you know, back and forth there, <laughs> those. That's a really good point, too. I don't know if you guys want to go back into um, how you guys, but the question I wanted to ask you guys is how are you approaching the Bible now as compared to then? Mm. You know, um, And so the point I want to pull from Kevin's thing is that how I'm learning and how I'm practicing approaching the Bible now, which is I know the stories and I know the context, um, but I'm also really looking at the author's intention, mm -hmm. like the people who wrote the book and their perspective on it. You know, mm -hmm. I even shared with you guys not too long ago um, the guy who, one of the guys who does the Bible Project. Right, right, right. He, um, he also has another podcast out on it. Um, I should have looked it up before I mentioned it. But it, he, he basically is talking about Christian faith and approaching the Bible and how to I think understand it's in, it. the, in the app. It might, it, it might be, yeah. <laughs> I think I, it's in the app. It would, that would be Because cool. I, I know I saw like a podcast in their app. But um, uh, Yeah, but anyways, he was even talking about and, and, and some, a way that I've been approaching the Bible, but he even goes into more detail on um, when you're reading the Bible, you have to understand that even these people are coming from a different time period right. than we are. You know, like their understanding of the universe and of science and their medicine, everything's at, not at the, the level that we are at now as a society, as a people. So like we can't even take the Bible at as literal as we, as some people take it, you know, and we have to be able to um, approach the Bible thinking about the purpose not just the details. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's important because, um, like we were saying, it that's th that goes back to the study and applying it. Yeah. You know, I feel like you can't apply, for example, if you, like in Old Testament, you can't apply something that to do with wars with different tribes and stuff into my life now. Like, what does that have to do with 21st century, you know, like New York City where we are? 
right. kind of thing. So it's a lot of well, getting... Well, I kind of could actually say that, yeah, we can apply it to the actual situation that we're Not literally. Now. Right. Right. But we, we can see w- what can we learn from that war or exactly. the actions of that leader or that tribe or, w- or whatever the case may be in that specific context. Yeah. So to answer your question, I feel like that's how I've been approaching the Bible now. Because the gospel, it's kind of easier to take the gospel literal just because Jesus, I mean, once you interpret the parables, right. you know, they're kind of, they're kind of, what's the word for that? Like when things are eternal, like language, I get a pl- it's relevant no matter the time period it's in because it's like a wisdom seed kind of. Okay. Um, but so those were more easy to apply to my life. But when I go to the Old Testament, which is also part of the Bible, which we're also supposed to read when we get saved, not just the gospel and everything, you know, after Jesus and stuff, it's. The way I'm reading, the way I started reading it was doing the whole note taking thing. So now I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna go through the transition. So I started the note taking and I started really thinking about it and trying to get those like lessons that you were talking about, Kevin, too. Like why did the war start? Mm-hmm. What does that tell me about people, about us, you know? Mm-hmm. What was God's perspective on that? Why did God allow that? What does that tell me about God's heart in certain situations and things like that? So it's like the cause and effects, like the underline of why everything happened. I want to ask Kevin. Um, we 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 mentioned a few times not taking things literal. Can you go? Can you maybe dive a little bit deeper into the idea of taking things literal and why not to take things literal? Yeah, definitely. So there are moments that we do take the word literal, especially um, if it's being said by God. Let's say Jesus says, you know, thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not, you know, uh, covet thy neighbor's wife, you know, because if you look at your neighbor's wife when you're married, you have a committed adultery in your heart, right. right? So these things, I take them literal because God is saying, hey, do not do this. But there are moments like uh, you will see, if, this is a practice, I think, like what Ika was saying earlier in the Catholic Church, but I'm not going to use the Catholic Church. I think this happens in any sort of denomination or form of faith is that people often open the Bible and they're like, whatever it opens up to, that is what I believe God is speaking to me. So there are moments that um, someone could open it and it's going to say, you know, like, uh, you know, and he hung himself. Like, okay, I'm not going to take that literal and see God is telling me to go hang myself, right? And I think, Sammy, you were saying, like, we were speak, speaking about mm-hmm. this, and you were saying there was another one where after that one it leads to which which one? Yeah, yeah. So, like, he opens the Bible and he's like, and Judas hung himself. And then it's like, no, that can't be right. And he closes the Bible again. And he throws it open again. And he points his finger at God. And then Jesus says, whatever you do it, do it hastily. Right. There you, like, go. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's awkward. Like, hug myself and hang myself right now. Right. <laughs> or there are things like what uh, Ika was saying. Like, there are things that cannot be literal. Like, you cannot compare a situation with tribes and wars right. from before. Because they don't apply to you no, no more. You're not living in that form of culture, society. We're not in that age anymore. Culture is different. Right. Yeah. Things have changed. Before, everything was more agricultural, was more livestock. Are we going to actually go and start sowing, you know, ears of corn or, uh, you know, a tree of apples and stuff? a good example, too. In the book of James, it says, always greet your brother with a kiss. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's, no, yeah. you know, they're not literally, I'm not going to start kissing guys. Right. Right, exactly. <laughs> so it's talking about <laughs> being loved and being kind when yeah. you're doing somebody. You know, nowadays, I guess that's like the equivalent of a hug. Right you know, or a handshake, handshake. or something. Right. Yeah. yeah, but even yeah. with that, for me, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't go around hugging, hugging guys like that. No, the thing so. is too, it's it's important. It's so easy to fall into the, the, the like the trap mindset, I guess, mm-hmm. to think that the Bible is outdated. Yeah, and that's not the situation. And right, you're, you're gonna talk more about that, I'm sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. About you, what you were saying. What was I saying? You were talking about the literal sense of the Bible. And oh, yeah. No, no. I thought you meant like I was saying something now that was going to move no, on no. to the next No, point. the point that I was making was what you were saying about the farming and the yeah. tribal stuff. Yeah. Like, and we shouldn't make the mistake to think it's outdated because right. it's not about things were happen- that's happening to us today. Right. right. Yeah. No, it, the, it could be outdated in the sense of the difference of age and time and the things that are happening, but it's not outdated in the relevance of the word that's yeah. being applied to our lives now. Yeah. Because, uh, it, like like it says, the Old Testament, it's a testament. It's what God is saying, hey, this is what happened before. Don't make the same mistakes that they did these things in. So mm-hmm. that's how I see it. When I read the Old Testament, I'm like, you can literally see, let's say in Deuteronomy, and I'm going to use this example because this is the one that came to my mind right, right now. God warns the people of Israel, there's going to come a time that you're going to want a king like every other nation. And I'm letting you know now that that's a bad idea. And I'm paraphrasing here, right? Mm-hmm. And he tells them, look, 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 bad idea. You're going to ask me. It's going to happen. But when it happens, you're going to have kings, fine. But look, king, don't have too many wives because they're going to lead you to different gods and stuff like that. And it's going to stray your heart away from, from, from me. And it's going to come with consequences because of that. So fast forward later, we see in Samuel that the people are like, we want a king just like everybody else. And they reject Samuel. They're like, we reject God. We don't want God to be our, our king, right? We want to be like every other nation. And then we see that the kings that now rise up, they have so many women to the point that now we see Solomon. He has 700 wives, 300 concubines. And now his heart is led away. So it's like we're seeing a pattern that from the from the beginning is like God is telling you, don't do this, don't do that, because he already knows. Yeah. Yeah. And then later on when Jesus is incarnated, he's like, Now I know how you feel because I'm also flesh and blood. I'm bone like you are, but I'm still God. I I've seen eternity. I've been in the throne. I've done all those things up there. Now I'm here physically, and I can I I feel the hunger that I, that you have physically. I feel the sweat and the pain of you know getting injured, but. I don't know if I'm, if I'm rant, ranting here, guys. No, no, go. <laughs> but we see it from that perspective that it's not outdated. Instead, it's relating. God is relating to us now. He's, right. he's like, let, let me put it in a way that you're going to un- understand it. And we, we can now apply it to, to our lives and how we're going to view things and decide for things. And that's very, very important. Um, I just want to, is there like, was there a moment that you guys went through um, in your life while you're, you were reading the Bible and you came across like a verse or even like a, a chapter or something that really touched you guys and it, it really like changed your perspective or on life or uh, like your thought process in any way. Yeah, so for me, one that I could just um, think of right now, there, there were a couple, but um, when I mean a couple, I mean a lot. <laughs> 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 I think we established that earlier. Um, was actually a couple years ago or more than a couple years ago that I was going through a crisis, and I was going through a crisis of identity. And I was like, Lord, what are you calling me for? God, what are, you know, what's the purpose of this? Should, should I go this route? Should I not go this route? And I was doubting a lot of myself, doubting a lot of God's calling over my life. And when, um, when this was going on, I was in school, and one day I was just in the student lounge in the basement, and I was just crying and crying and crying. I remember just the Holy Spirit speak to me and tell me, you know, he led me to Genesis um, in the creation. And he led me to Genesis 3. And it was what, what gave me so important was the part where he says um, that we were creating his image. 
Let us create man in our own image. Wow. Yeah. And how that he gave us the breath of life. And how that led me to Isaiah and it led me to other books. And it was like the to understand that we were created and we were given a gift of being um, bearers of his glory, of his light, right. yeah. and just walking in that glory. Something that Satan didn't have, the fallen angels didn't have. They don't have that opportunity to say, I repent. But yet us who we fell through Adam, the original sin, and still saying, okay, instead of me wiping out all of humanity, instead I'm giving them a choice of redemption and mercy and grace. And I was like, thank you, Lord, because my crisis I was going through identity right now, I'm seeing that my identity is in you. And I already knew that, but it just hit another level. Yeah. And it changed the way I was thinking. It changed the way I was living in that moment. It's different knowing it, and then it's different rereading it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because uh, after you reread it again at that moment when you need it, that's when it hits you harder. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely relate to that. I feel like one of the biggest issues, and I feel like for forever, we might all be struggling with identity in Christ just because our past is still there. You know, like there will always be something to remind us of it. But I feel like in the, even the scripture that you just said, um, it's a constant reminder that whatever happened is over. Mm-hmm. We were made in his image, and now I am who he says I am. Mm-hmm. And what he is, I am now too because he's in me. Yeah. You know? Um, one of the scriptures, though, for me personally that really... And there's a few of them like these in the word that set home was specifically when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus and he was telling them, mm-hmm. explaining the whole thing of being born again and being yeah. born mm-hmm. of the spirit and all that, you know, like all things are made new now. Um, I, that resonated with me so much because it kind of clicked in me that I'm I'm born again. Right. You know, it's like I, I'm trying to now be born of spirit, and that led me to another scripture in Isaiah when he says, when Isaiah says that we will soar on wings like an eagle, you know, we will run and not grow weary, mm-hmm. we will faint and not, I mean, so we will run and not grow weary, walk and not grow faint. Yeah. Um, and I, it just pushes me to trust God, and that pushed me at the moment to look up, like, how do eagles fly? Like, why did they use this example, like the context, you know? Mm-hmm. And I learned that eagles, they don't flap their wings when they're flying. Right, they find a wind they, they glide. and they glide. Yeah. And what Jesus was telling Nicodemus and what Isaiah was trying to tell us, what the, Holy, what the Lord was trying to tell us through that word is that he just wants us to glide. It's a lot easier if we just let him take control. Yeah. And at that point in my life, I really needed to hear that because I feel like everything was shaking and I had I, I lost control of everything. I didn't even know who I was anymore. You know, so to trust God and be like, I am your eagle and you are my wind, you know, and like and like the wind that doesn't know where it's coming or where it's going. Like, so are we in your spirit, you know, like we're taking every day by the day and I'm doing what you're going to tell me to do. And I've told this to the Lord in a prayer since the beginning of my walk. And it's been I don't it's with it's something it's something I was telling with you and never without you. Mm. Hold my hand and never let me go. You order the steps before me, and I want to walk in every single step you've designed for me to walk in. Because I've understood that I don't know anything. If I had to choose, I told him, he's like, if you gave me the choice 
to make a choice, my choice would be for you to make the choice. Because I know that I'm going to mess up because I, I, I don't know anything. And it just really grounds and it, and it humbles me every time because we are nothing without the Lord. And these kinds of scriptures remind us of that. You know, it's like before we were born of the flesh, we tried to do it on our own in our own strength. And it was so exhausting and it was so tiring. But when I learned to rest in him, and I'm still learning that every day, you know, like to really just glide. Like don't even flap your wings. Like just open them up and I'll provide the wind and I'll take you where you need to go. Amen. Uh, for me, um, it was First uh, Peter 4, 8, you mm. know, um, and, you know, it reads uh, above all, love each other. Deeply, because love covers a multitude over a multitude of sin, and I, when I came into you know, back into Christ, I came you know, back um, out of something you know horrible. You know, I I felt like, shame, dirty, like and the things that I've done before. You know, I couldn't forgive myself at all. You know, and I thought people were weren't gonna forgive me at all for those things. You know, and um. It, it was just like this verse that um, spoke to me because it wasn't like, like yeah, it, some people feel like forgive others, you know, love them and things like that, but they forget about themselves. Mm-hmm. They forget the forgiveness of themselves, the love for themselves, you know, and it was just this verse. And this is, you know, why I have the whole thing, hate sin, not people, because it's not only, you know, um, loving other people, it's loving yourself. You're that person also. You're people, Yeah. you know. <laughs> Me people. Yeah, we're people. Um, and uh, that verse changed my mentality completely to start um, loving who I am and in Christ because I'm not the same person that I was before. Yeah. What happened before the sins that I committed before doesn't um, shouldn't hold me back from loving myself um, the way God loves me, the way He sees me, you know, and the way He sees other people. Amen. Right. A time in my life where a scripture blessed me and changed me. I think we've all experienced times like that in all of our lives. Um, there was, I read Matthew fifteen sixteen, where Jesus is telling his disciples, it wasn't you who chose me, but I who chose you. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you know, I feel like that verses like those that reflect the heart of Christ pursuing yeah. us have, have been always my favorite verses. Yeah. I mean, the ones that have spoken to me the most, you know, even just thinking about that one reminds me of First uh, John, um, I think it's 1, 4, where Jesus says, not Jesus, but John writes that this is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loves us. Yeah. You know, it, those verses just marked me in my heart, yeah. you know, and reminded me of, of what we were just saying earlier, that nothing of what we do and nothing of, of what we can do was the reason that Jesus died on the cross for us. Right. Come on. It was it was it's always that he's always loved us and he always will love us. Mm. And I those words humble you and also lift you up at the same time. So and, true. And there were definitely a lot of seasons in my life where I felt like like I, I was missing the mark. I felt like I was not even just struggling, but that I was failing God and God reminded me, no, no, I knew even before you were going to do this, that this was going to happen. And I still said to you, yes. Yeah. You know why that's so powerful, Sammy? Because I feel like once you get, it's easy, it's easier to receive that once you're like not saved. And I just got, I want to get saved and you, you get saved that day. It's like, oh my gosh, you want me? It's like, after all of this, right. you know, it's like, I really don't deserve it. Right. But then something happens 
a little after we get saved where we try to earn it and we try to be deservers of it. Mm -hmm. And we try to outgive to God and be like, you know, for all you, for saving me, I want to do this and do this and do this because I want to have your favor and I want to be so close to you and prove it to you. Yeah, I want to be loved more or something like that. And it's like... No, and show you. It's like we're constantly trying to prove to God Mm. something that he doesn't need to know. No. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's no need for approval. Exactly. There's, There's no, no need. need for the approval. You're already approved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're already loved. That's so that's yeah. so good. Right. You're already approved. Right. Yeah. That's so powerful. I feel like we lose that we lose sight of that when, you know. Right. Yeah. And, and it's it's amazing the testimonies that you guys have also because it just shows like that reassurance of like going to the to the word can help you in that specific moment. And remind you of that love for um that god has for you you know um and it, i don't know is yeah is this is that little key you know of the importance of reading your word mm-hmm. yeah you know? because if i didn't know if we don't know what the word says mm-hmm. then we wouldn't know to go to it when we need the help yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying like there was a bunch of times that i remember i couldn't go to sleep i was so terrified i felt so alone i felt so abandoned yes by myself and in those moments holy spirit would remind me of what the word says and i'd repeat it to myself to hear it to believe it to really you know let it sink in and those moments i can those are just parts of the moments that saved my life from going back into depression or falling back into the world you know because you're not alone yeah and yeah kevin wanted to say something Oh yeah, and no, I was gonna say was that what you what you guys were saying. Uh, the Bible does say that uh, my people perish because of lack of knowledge, right. and that's in Hosea. And the not going to Scripture, not allowing God to speak to us through the Word, we're perishing because of lack of knowledge. Because we don't know, we don't have that knowledge of a living God. Mm-hmm. We've only heard of a living God because our parents spoke to us about it, or because we heard a pastor preach about it. But have we experienced the living God? And that's what we do when we read the word. We're experiencing him because now we're seeing how he moves and he he um, he lays his hand in our lives. And, and we see it literally. Yeah, I think that was just a, a huge point he just made humongous our expectation when we read the word is that we're going to experience god yeah and we should never make little of it that i'm opening my bible to commune with god mm-hmm. you know i feel like that was also one of the biggest things that drew me back to coming to the word all the time it's like i i want to mm-hmm. commune with jesus i want to know jesus yeah. and like it's almost like dialogue when you're reading the scripture it's like you're reading something and it's like oh and it and your soul responds yeah, to something and then is. you read something else and your soul responds to it yeah right and it's it's the beauty of because you, you know you mentioned um the whole jesus thing uh like john right he starts off like in the beginning was the word mm. right mm-hmm. and who's the word right jesus. jesus is the word Right, and by us reading the word, we're understanding more who Jesus is, and it's like him literally just talking to us, mm-hmm. and right. Yeah, yeah. and I want to, s- I, I, you know, talking about this now is bringing this to memory. I don't know if you guys agree with me or not. It's just a thought. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, but it's almost like I just got. Like, it's almost like God is throwing Himself at us. Yes. He is. With yeah. the written word. Yes. It's because they didn't have that before, but now he's literally, he's like, I've provided you with scripture now. Like, 
please read me, you know, yeah. like get to know me, please. It's the most printed book to this day throughout the entire world. And I, I, I firmly believe that he definitely has everything to do with that. Amen. Yeah, man. You know, I just, th- it's just that thought that God loves us so much that he would throw himself at us through any means possible. You see, when I, when I read the word and I've read it a lot of times and I just think of Moses, I think of the Israelites, I think of David, I think of everybody that's in the Bible. I'm like, if I could just experience what they experienced, mm. just a little bit, not, not, not every single thing, but just a little <laughs> bit. I'll be a happy camper. <laughs> I have experienced God in so many ways. But when I'm reading, I'm like, Lord, can I see you the way Moses saw you? Yeah, oh, yeah. dude, I feel that. Can I have the faith and the declaration of what David that. did when he faced Goliath? Can I have that boldness? Uh, yeah, I think, I don't know if envy is a good thing. I don't think it is at all. No. I, <laughs> I, I envy John for sure. Those scenes in scripture really, for me, always made me question like, how God, what was it about them mm. that drew your heart so much to them that you would reveal yourself to them like this? Yeah, you know, what was it like? How could we, how could I be more like, how can I position my heart the way there was? Or what was it? Were they doing something like, yeah, right? And that's the know? thing is that we could say their names now. We say Moses, we say David, we say Abraham, right? We know them because of scripture, but imagine in their time, there were, and it's not to kind of belittle them, they were nobodies. They didn't have an identity. They didn't have riches. They were nobody. They didn't have authority, power. Right. But it's through God touching them and having, you know, them experience the living God changes everything. Mm. It changed the way things occurred in their lives, people around them, the nations. It's just, I don't know know how to describe (laughs) it. It's just amazing. And that's what I want in my life. And it's not like... You guys know me. I like to be behind the scenes. I don't like to be in the front spotlight or anything like that. No. But I just want to be able to experience that. Mm-hmm. Be able to experience, you know, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I want to go into, you know, like New York City and be like, see, open up. <laughs> yeah. No, and, you know, the beautiful thing about that is that it is possible. It's not just for Amen. Moses and David. Yeah. It's also for us. Yeah. It's right. just... It's, he's the same God. That yeah. He, yeah. He loves like, us the yeah. same. was with Moses, Abraham, Jacob. He's the same God that, like, is listening to you while you're praying or, or crying in the middle of the night because of some thing that bothered you, yeah. you know, because of, of depression or, or anything, because of something that you failed in. It's the same God that's there that was walking with um, with everyone in the Bible. I know that, Carl, you're talking about pushing yourself to read your Bible. Um, so are, are there anything that you've put into practice to help discipline yourself to read the Bible? Yeah, devotionals. Mm. Um, I try to do devotionals as, as much as possible. Um, and then I like I'll try to um, like let's say if uh, there's something in in the Bible that um, that I find interesting, I'll try to go like online or like on YouTube or something to find preachings on that specific like chapter or the the verse or things like that or like an interview that someone um, did um, and you know where they spoke about that specific section of mm-hmm. the word or the Bible you know like uh, chapter. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, sure. um, yeah, so that way I can grasp it at, at least in that moment. Because there's times that, like, I'm reading and then I get, like, a little anxious because I'm, like, I want to know more. But that anxiety, like, 
it stops me and it, you know, it, it causes me to just like malfunction, <laughs> I guess you can say, mm-hmm. and, um, and just not want to do anything at all, yeah. you know? So there are times when I just have to like take, uh, take a step by step and understand that I don't have to know everything right now, you know, uh, just know this little section right here and then move on to the next part when I'm ready. Mm, and that's, that's a it. good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to tell, um, I would, there was a moment where I was helping with leadership of the youth and I was doing like people, kids who were 18 and younger. And I used to tell them, you know, I want you guys to read your Bible every day. But to me, it doesn't matter if you guys are reading even just a verse a day, mm-hmm. you know, because as if you get, if you read a verse and you get that verse, it's very helpful. It, yeah. It'll, it could change your life, yeah. you yeah. know? So don't worry about reading a whole chapter or reading about a whole book, you know, obviously I want you guys to maybe start reading more than one verse at right. some point, but read a verse. That's more than okay for you guys to just start one verse at a time. Yeah. yeah and that brings me to the point that it's okay to be frustrated when you don't understand something right. and that should lead you to ask questions, mm-hmm. not to just close and shut down and be like, right. I, you know, I'm sick of like, I can't, I don't understand this. I don't want to read it, you know? And, um, we talked about it before, but thank God that now there are different versions of the Bible yeah. that we can read. Like you were saying, there's now it's easier to read more than one verse yeah. because they've um, interpreted it in like today's English language. Yeah. You so know? you have the word for word, which is like King James version, which is the old way of, the interpretation of um, the translation, yeah. but it's in the old English language. Right. Now you have the thought for thought, which is now more um, contemporary English, and then you have the paraphrase that assists in, you know, maybe the that verse only had like six words, and it now is like twelve words, yeah. just to kind of give it more context to it in yeah, simpler more understanding. terms. Yeah, understanding. Like yeah. news of the. A version that I used when I first got saved always was New Century version mm-hmm. okay. because that was so. I read that like quick you know it yeah. was just a matter of understanding exactly like how deep like what was the meaning of it but yeah. the english was it was it was getting it was getting through to me um and there's an app for that too called the bible app the U version bible app yeah, is that you you version oh okay yeah. is that what it's called when you try to look for it on app store i mean you could put bible app it'll yeah, bible up, but there's a few up. different ones oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, th- I think and again not a sponsor the best version is U version <laughs> yeah U-version. and um as for like if people who are trying to get into read the bible now um, a version that I was also getting into uh, was uh, there's an English Standard Version, right. which is yes, it's, it's kind of word for word, but not exactly. It's just like a very modern English without, and they don't make any cuts, as many cuts mm. into like what the what the person was actually saying. But there's also like the NLT version, the New Language oh, Translation. Yeah, that good too. There's the Message Bible if you really yes, if you really yeah. want a paraphrase yeah, one, right. just to help you understand the general concepts, you know. Yeah. And, and I and I use all of these still, you know. Yeah. You know the way that I'm going into my scripture now is a lot differently than when I first started. Yeah. Because like now I'm I'm really trying to dig deep onto, like I was saying before, exactly what the author meant to say and um in the context that they meant to say it. So when I'm doing like a like a Bible study and I'm reading it, I'm reading it in like six different versions yep. um, for the six different translations of the Bible. I'm going back to the Aramaic or the Greek or the, you know, Hebrew. the Hebrew. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. No, that the American written, Hebrew. Yeah, yeah. The cousins. You know, that, that, that the, like, the text was originally written in because I, I'm just, I'm hungry to get a better understanding of what this author was trying to say when they said it. Yeah. And so um, to add to Ika's point, use whatever translation, whatever right. version yeah. is going to help you pull the most out of it. Right, and I think one of the books that a lot of people struggle with is the Book of Revelation. Yeah, 
mm, because there's yeah. so much content there. And that's one of the books that I has so many questions. And I went to my pastors for that to gain understanding. But like Sammy was, was saying, I went to the point of actually reading to understand why did the author write it in the way that he wrote it during yeah. that period of time. Mm -hmm. So I studied it in the form of what did John try to speak when he spoke to the seven churches? Mm -hmm. And we've all um, heard the interpretation of the seven churches and how they, you know, they go towards the seven churches different timeline from then to now and how, you know, they, they applied or other interpretations too. But then I've also learned the point where how did John actually speak to these churches, what they were going through or the importance of, let's say, um, I think it was Laodicea. Yeah, Laodicea. Right, that one um, speaks about water, you know, not being lukewarm. But during that time period, for them, water was so valuable. It was like a resource because they had hot springs, but they also used the cold water. So for them, having these, and I'm giving like like a Bible lecture here. No, <laughs> this is important, them, yeah. But for, for them, it was like, having cold water or hot water was so essential. So to them, he was trying to say, hey, don't be lukewarm. Don't don't be something that is unvaluable. Be something that's valuable for God. Mm -hmm. So that's the other way to actually read it if you understand it from the theological perspective of what the author's trying to communicate now with, with his words. Mm -hmm. There are other moments that somebody, like I've, I've read that he used illustration like when, when he talks about the dragon, when he talks about these things, it's more like for people to understand it because during that time there was a lot of persecution. Mm -hmm. So if this this letter got into the wrong hands, I'd be like, okay, they're trying to speak about the empire. They're trying to speak about what's going on now. Yeah. So instead, they're like, let's let's put codes into it that we will understand. Mm -hmm. yeah. So there's different way to actually read it and gain. And it's not to say that by you understanding them in these different ways, you're changing what the word is. No, because we don't understand it. And I think even to this day, no one can actually tell me or say that, right, they know 100% Revelation is speaking about this and this and this. I mean, people will say that. Right, that exactly. Right. It doesn't mean they're right. Correct. <laughs> you know, they all say that. I think we have that open, uh, open interpretation of, yeah. let's wait until, you know, these things happen. <laughs> but I do believe that if you believe it, like, well, you believe different things. Like, some people believe that there is a rapture. There is not a rapture. John the Baptist um, is still, not the Baptist, John the Apostle is still alive. Right. Believe that. So, if you believe any of these things, it doesn't change your salvation. No. It does not. So, I, that's, that's what I love about that. Because <laughs> it, it was just weird how nope. he's still alive. No, because so he, day, like, Jesus says, like, what does it matter to you if I let him yeah. see my second coming? And some right. people are like, oh, that means he's still yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. He's mm -hmm. still here waiting but for Jesus' in, like, second coming. in, like, a cave coming. hiding somewhere? Like, what's no, he could be, like, a regular man. No one knows. Oh, it's John he's the Baptist. Yeah, he, he goes yeah. by a different name. Wait, what, John, about, you know? John. what about Canaan, too? Don't hmm? people think that he's still wandering the world? Because he had a seal. God said yeah. no one could, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah, no one could hurt him. on his forehead and touch him. Or they will be cursed. You know, but all of that to say, <laughs> the Bible wow. it needs to be interpreted. Yeah. And I think a very important point yeah. to make is that when we are coming to interpret the Bible, is to invite the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. in yes. to yes. our reading. I was literally going to say that. I'm so glad you touched it. Yeah, I think, you know, that's the biggest difference I also find in how I used to approach the Bible to how... It's been over the last uh, maybe three years, yeah, three years at mean, this point. You know, that's all the difference to me. Also, like, a different way that actually we haven't spoken about, and but we, you, we, we still do it sometimes, but it's very important, is if you just go together, like you having a, a night out with your friends, 
right. you sit down on the sofa like we do, and this is how this started. And we just talk about, hey, what, what do you think about this? Yeah. It's going to spark a conversation. Mm -hmm. And that conversation is going to lead to, let's find out what the Bible says. And it's going to lead to so many things. It's like, And you're not doing it alone. That's the, that's the best part. So if you don't know how to research, let's say, the lexicons or the... Um, the, inter the, the interpretation from the original language now, somebody there might know that and you work yeah. together to understand right. the meaning for it. Yeah. You don't have to do it alone. And that's the beauty about studying together in a group. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know, to continue to what, Sam to Sammy's point mm -hmm. too, with the whole, that's a huge part of how I got to understand the Bible too. Like, yes, I spoke, to, I spoke about the word to, I guess my little sister at the time who mm -hmm. had just gotten saved like me, my mom sometimes had just gotten saved. So my kind of understanding was limited. I yeah. think it, if I would have been surrounded with people like more like you guys, I kind of, you know, already have a gist where yeah. I can bounce off knowledge and like learn like, oh, because, you know, you read the Bible. So you've gotten a revelation mm -hmm. of your own understanding of that. Mm -hmm. So I can pick off of that and try to, you know, find my understanding of what you're saying, yeah. you know. But um, a huge thing that really helped me was praying to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I think there was one moment my, my, pr my pastor at the time said, like, oh, you know, whenever you read the Bible, because it's true. The word says that the flesh does not understand the things of the spirit. Mm -hmm. Like, if right. you go into the word wanting a natural understanding, it's going to sound bogus. Like, mm -hmm. a lot of the literal things you were saying. Yeah. Like, what? You know? Because it, those, those are messages of the spirit that only resonate in your spirit. So, something that really helped me was before I, I even started reading. Like, Holy Spirit, I pray that you open my mind. I pray that the spirit of revelation, the spirit of wisdom of understanding mm -hmm. come to me that I'm able to read the word and get illuminated. You know, that it's not just ink on a paper, but that it, right. it takes its life in me, that yeah. it bears, you know, roots in me. Right. I feel and, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people, they don't take advantage of the Holy Spirit in that yeah. like way. Cause with me, like, like sometimes I'll just try to read it and I forget like, Oh, let me pray before I, I, I read so that way I can understand it more. And the times that I don't pray before I read, that's when it's a struggle, you know. Mm -hmm. The times that I, I do pray, you know, and ask the Holy Spirit for guidance, for wisdom, you know, to, to help me understand the word more. Um, that's when it gets a lot easier to to understand what I'm reading. Yeah. Yeah. Know? And I, I think that it's not even just praying before, it's also after. Right. Because yeah. I've gotten to the point where I felt right, like God was right. telling me, read this, and I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to read that. And I read it, and I'm like, I don't get what you're trying to tell me. Right. And I'm praying to the Holy Spirit, tell me what does this mean? And we even see that in the Bible in Daniel, when I think it's Daniel 10 or 11, Daniel is, is like, okay, so I'm reading Jeremiah, and what was said there is not happening. So then he asks for revelation, and then it says that he fasts for three weeks and on the 24th day an angel appears to him and then he starts telling him from day one that you prayed your and your prayer were answered but then you know i'm not gonna go into the whole thing but just to get get the idea is that he went praying from the beginning to end he, he didn't season seeking god to give him an answer and he didn't stop that and i think that should be our mm. our desire is to seek for God to reveal that to us yeah. and for those who are feeling frustrated it's like okay because remember, you have to we have to understand that there are different phases of reading the, the word. Like Carlos was saying earlier, he went through, through an approach of understanding uh, what he was reading just to read. I went through the same thing. I was like, when I first started reading, it was just read to read, and I'll later try to get the revelation right. of it because I'm still new. I was like, <laughs> literally like three, three days in. But 
it went through phases of from just to understand to actually understand what God is trying to say and speak to me to now going into what the author is speaking when he's writing in just like what Sammy was saying. There are transitions and there are moments that if you're still a baby in Christ, you're just going to read and you're like, what am I reading? And that's okay. Yeah. It's okay if, if there are moments, uh, me personally, I went through an issue maybe a couple years ago um, that since I've read the whole Bible a couple times, it was like, I don't want to read the Bible because I know what it's going to say. And I got into this, this like roadblock that was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to read again Genesis 1. I'm going to read again John. And it's like, but I already know what Jesus is going to say. I already know what this is. And there was this struggle in me that's like, what's the point of reading then? Because I, 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 re- I already know it. So I felt like it was a double-edged sword. Like It benefited me to read it, but now it was like, now nah, I don't want to read it. So then I had to take a different approach, and it's what um, Sam is saying. It's more like, okay, let me go into a deeper revelation. Let me see what God is going to speak to me because each time I read it, I gain something new from from that Bible verse or that right. chapter or that that the person that is being spoken about, how his reaction or her reaction was. How is that now ministering to me and how I should live my life? And not just know the word, but now apply it to my life because it needs to be a transition from Knowing the word and reading the word to now saying, I want to live the word to be like Christ. Yeah, I wanted to bring up the point also. You brought a good point, Kevin, that yeah, yeah, that when you're reading the Bible, it does go. You kind of have like these seasons of maturing in the spirit. Mm-hmm. But that's not to say that, you know, that the stuff you learn in the first season is things that like we're still not practicing. Right. Like I am still reading the Bible to learn what it, what it is it's saying you know like i've read the bible a few times it doesn't mean that i've remembered everything that i right. said you know and i even have this I've, I've mentioned this to Ika a few times like i'm still trying to memorize bible verses you know and for me it's not good enough to just know i think the bible says this like i like to know the book the chapter yeah. the verse right. the context all in memory and the reason there's good reason for that you know part of it's um maybe a little bit of pride i have to pray about but also <laughs> But also, it's just I like the, the the to make sure that I'm getting everything that God is asking me to get out of reading the Word, mm-hmm. you know. And so if I if I know it like in detail of where it is, I, I that means to me that I know exactly what I'm pulling out of it and exactly the point I'm trying to make or to try to point I'm trying to receive from what I just read. I want to go back into oh, even talking about what the Holy Spirit helps us understand when we're reading the Bible and inviting him into it. Because another big thing is that there's two different ways that we read the Bible, really. There's the way that we go into it looking for an answer. Mm. And then there's the way that we, when we read the Bible, God speaks to us. So it's like I can read the Bible to affirm what I need to hear or I can go to the Bible to receive what God wants to tell me. Right. And I think that when we begin to invite the Holy Spirit into us reading the Bible, we allow God to speak to us what he wants to say, mm-hmm. not what we want to listen to or what we mm-hmm. think we need to hear. And that attests to Ika's testimony about times that she was reading the Bible and she would go back into the scripture to, um, she would go back into the notes that she took that maybe in that moment wouldn't speak to her, but would end up speaking to her later inside of life. And, you know, there are great moments on the other side where, you know, you're going through something difficult and you throw up in your Bible and you read it, you start reading God, something you feel like reading. It's like, oh, that's exactly what I needed to hear right now yeah. to help me feel better and get through what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like that talks to the point of approaching the Bible in a humble position. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's we already carry our own mindsets. Yeah. And, you know, when we get saved, the whole point is that, well, not the whole point, but part of it is that we are now new creatures which basically means that we're new people. 
like all the old things aren't like past you know it doesn't count anymore we're trying to know learn a new way of thinking of living of existing because the kingdom does not work like the world works right and um when you approach the bible i feel like that's so key to know that everything you think that you know put everything that you think you know in question you know and let the word either verify it or let it contradict it Mm -hmm. you know that that also really helped me because i thought i knew life you know like i've lived such and such years i know how it works i know how people are you know like but i didn't so a question a question i wanted to ask you guys about the bible is because um i went through seasons like that and i'm sure a bunch of people have gone through seasons in which they don't want to read the bible like at the hunger that was at the beginning just isn't the hunger right now the flames kind of gone down it's like you know like you're in a love passion relationship it's like that passion isn't there anymore kind of got familiar with it um, kind of similar to what you guys were saying about you already know what it's going to say, so you don't really want to go back to it. But there are other people who haven't read the whole Bible, but they just don't have that that umph, that like thing to push them, you know, what we call a conviction, to push them to want to read it, to want to dig in. Because all that we're talking about today takes tremendous effort of research, of time. Yeah, dedication. Of exactly, dedication. You're making sacrifices. But, like, so what do you guys... I don't know um, what advice you'd have or a prayer or something for those kind of people that would love to read the word, but they're just not interested. Yeah, I think that, like you said, I think everyone goes through a season where it's it's just, you know, it's hard to pick up your Bible. You know, it's just, it, there, you know, you go through a week, it's just sitting on your desk a month or two months or it's just, it's there. And it's not that what you learn doesn't matter anymore. And it's not that you've lost your passion for God. It's that for whatever reason, it's just, it's almost uncomfortable to pick it up. Um, and I think that one, I think being honest with yourself about, you know, where you are spiritually, you know, and the season of like, you know, I I don't want to pick up my Bible. That's okay. I want to, I know that's, that's controversial to say. It it is okay. You know, you just... Because we're making right, fun. Take yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree with Sammy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like for example, like you're not you're not studying in school all year long, right? You need a break. You need a break. You need a break. You know, and so uh, yes, there are spiritual benefits to being in your word, but like Ika said, there's a sacrifice that you're making and a mental, a mental and emotional, in a sense, kind of sacrifice that you're giving to pick up the word and read it and to study and to devote yourself to it so you know if you if you if you it's hard for you to pick up your bible that's okay now it's different when it's like a cyclical thing you know like you know it's because you're falling you're you've you've made a mistake you stepped into sin Mm. and now things are going from bad to worse in your life that's what i'm saying be honest about your sport where you are in your spirit you know like if you know it's not like i'm falling away from god it's like it's just it's a little uncomfortable right now it's picking my bible for whatever reason but you're in prayer you're in fasting you're in worship you're you're in church and you feel this relationship with god is strong you're going to pick up your the hunger is going to come back right yeah your your desire for jesus hasn't Mm. left you but you got to be honest with yourself and think you know am i not picking up my bible because i'm watching netflix more now Mm. i'm on youtube more now i'm going Mm. on hanging out with my friends a lot more TikTok to like three in the morning. Yeah, is it because I'm distracted? That's where you have to be honest with yourself. And if the cases that you're being distracted, don't you know? Don't don't overreact. But okay, what you should do, and this is my advice: start cutting off the things that you right. know are distractions. You know, yeah. like that's something I've done plenty of times in my life, and that's stuff that that happens to I think to everyone who's been in the walk for more than a week. Mm-hmm. You know, life comes back at you. Yep. You know, the responsibilities and distractions. It's all yes. still there. Knocking at your door. Yeah. So like you have to be willing to say, okay, 
I, these are things that I let back into my life, mm-hmm. but I'm still choosing Christ. I'm still choosing the word. So I'm going to delete my Instagram app for the next month, two months or something. And rather than opening up my Instagram app, I'm going to open up my Bible app and ease your way back into it. You know, don't just start, oh, I'm going to force myself to read, right. you know, the whole New Testament. You know, be realistic. Yeah. I'm going to read a verse. I'm going to read this chapter. You know, I'm going to read this devotional rather than do this. And it's going to be a painful process at first, you know, because you're, what's the word? You're sacrificing your flesh. You're killing your, whatever, crucifying your flesh. That's the, yeah. Yeah. That's the word for it. And go through that process. And eventually that hunger is going to come back. And like Ego was saying, a prayer is be sincere with God. God, I am sorry I let other things in your word be a source of rest for me. But please, lead my spirit, lead my soul to rest in your word. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you that when you're sincere with yourself and you begin to build this sincere relationship with God about him being your pastor, him being your shepherd, the word uses, in your spiritual walk, He's going to help steward your faith. Uh, Hebrews, I think it's 11, says that keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. That means that Jesus is actively involved in your growth, in your hunger, in your development. He's not just expecting you to do this alone. And that comes to reading also your scripture, you know, being hungry for the word. So ask Holy Spirit for hunger. Ask Jesus for more thirst to understand more of him. And he'll he'll provide it. Yeah, yeah. I um, oh. I completely agree. There there are times when I just don't want to read, and I feel like now, like, um, these past few days, the Holy Spirit has been telling me to just pick a, a section of the of the Bible, or like right now for me it's Matthew five three to uh, to twelve, um, and it's just just meditate on that, and that's it. You know, it's okay to just to not read a whole chapter in one week it's fine to just read a small section in that one week constantly yeah okay to just read that a small section constantly each day Mm -hmm. and just meditate on it you know or like you know just continue to think about it pray on it and and that's it you know um yeah yeah, I think that what Sammy was saying is like be intentional, but being honest with yourself about it and then be intentional on changing course. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that, because I've gone through that roller coaster a couple times, and I think, right, no, of course, yeah. When I mean a couple, I mean like I don't want to say like exactly because I don't know exactly how many times. Yeah. But I think one of the things that I do also is worship right. and pray. Mm-hmm. And I also go into books um, because. Although I'm not reading the Bible directly, the book is going to speak about a specific word or is going to focus on, let's say, if it's fear, if it's, you know, what, whatever the topic the author is writing. And they're going to put a Bible scripture there. And one way or another, I'm feeding myself with that scripture yeah. what, because I'm not reading the Bible. And that kind of brings curiosity in me. And I guess that's my personality is that curiosity is going to lead me to open up my Bible and open up all my resources and be yeah. like, um, let me see what else God is trying to say through this, aside from what the author just said in his Absolutely. book. And by book, you mean like a faith-based book, right? Yeah, faith-based like, book. Yes. Not, not yes. Harry Potter. Yeah. Not Harry right. Potter. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it, it has to be like some scripture in the book. Come on. Well, technically, well, no, because there are some books that are not faith-based and they have scriptures in it. 
Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of, I want to, I don't know if I want to redact particular Harry Potter, but you know, I've redacted that statement that it has to literally be a faith based book because right. there, there are self development books, right? Yeah. And the motivation books that'll yeah. definitely pull you back to scripture, even mm-hmm. if it doesn't implicitly say in Proverbs 13, right. blah, 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 you know? No, yeah, I meant yeah. faith based. I meant like an author that is. Speaking about yeah, the no, topic no, in the Bible, we, we, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin was, but to yeah. add on to Kevin's point, you know, it doesn't necessarily things to add on Kevin's point, not necessarily books that are only face based will lead you back to the Bible. But if you are in a season, it's really good advice. If you are in a season where the Bible isn't pulling you as much, yes, go to safe fa- right. faith based books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. know that we didn't we didn't plan for this also, but um, hearing what Samuel was saying at the beginning. Well, towards the middle of what you were saying, where um, it's okay to n- take a break, like take a breather from the word, from studying, like we do in school mm-hmm. and stuff, and that doesn't mean that you're not that Jesus still isn't there, that you've left God. It just mm-hmm. means that you're taking a break. Um, I feel like, and when I went through that roller coaster, there was a moment where I was going through a lot of like mental battles, where I was asking myself and really afraid like did i lose my first love for god so i don't know if you guys can touch on that on first love and its relationship with the word like is a fruit of that that you're constantly going to be reading the word 365 days a day 365 days a year or you know because i feel like there's a huge misconception on what first love is so if you guys can you know talk about that so people don't get frustrated because i was going through an identity crisis with the lord it's like what's happening am i losing my faith like you know I'm kind of answering your question by asking it. <laughs> you I know? try not to. <laughs> yeah. uh, do you want to answer your own question? No, I want to hear what you guys have to say about it, generally. All right, that's fair. <laughs> no, I don't think you lose your first love because you're not reading your Bible every single day. You know, your first love has nothing to do with what you're doing. Mm. It has everything to do with what Jesus has done. Can you el- elaborate on that? Because there, there's a lot of people that I know that, like she said, like they'll probably feel like they're backsliding just because they stopped reading the Word or because... For like a week or so, you know, um, when in reality, like reading the word isn't just a relationship thing with with Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, it's also, you know, worshiping and, and praying and, you know, keeping that constant connection with him. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Like I was saying, your first love with Christ isn't about what you do. You know, it's not like I do. Th- I did this and I did that and I did the other. And that means I've kept my first love. Mm-hmm. Right. No. It is, your first love comes from the appreciation of what God has done in your life. Mm. And that and the fruit of that yes. is going to be more than reading your word. It's going to be how you live your life mm. in general. You know, this, this walk that we call the way is more than I've read my scripture, I've gone to church, and I've sang the songs. It's all about I'm living my life in devotion to Christ, his heart, his, his wants, so, yeah, you could spend a week, two weeks, three weeks where you're living and walking in the word that you just read. And that doesn't mean that you lost your first love. You're showing your parents, you're showing your siblings the love of Jesus. And God is backing you on that. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how many times in my life it's been like I've had a season where I'm not even in the word, but I am preaching the word more than I've ever read it. And I'm receiving for what I'm saying. Right. And I'm not in the word, you know. I'm not singing songs. I'm telling people about worship moments that I've had and feeling the Holy Spirit pour into that person by the testimonies that he has given to me by his grace. So this idea that your first love is by what you, these specific things that you've done, 
is untrue. And I think that if you look at anywhere in the gospel for people, people who are receiving this first love for the first time, it was never anything that they did that brought them to first love with Jesus. It was nothing that Peter did that made him so passionate about yeah. Christ. It was nothing that John did. It was nothing that Matthew did. It was nothing that any of the disciples, any of the apostles did that brought them to first love. And it's nothing that anyone has ever done that made them want to love Jesus. It's always been about how God has saved people from their wretchedness that has made them love him and appreciate him for who he is. So some key takeaways I think that we can all apply this to our lives is remember to just um, read the Bible from the perspective of what the author is trying to tell us. Make sure we don't take the text that we're reading literal and put it into the historical content that we're actually reading it in. And understanding, like, what is the idea of why is it being written and un understand that there's a purpose behind why it was, it's there. Um, we definitely have to look and seek for the Holy Spirit to help us understand it, to interpret and receive the revelation of what we're actually reading and understand that when we read this and it's being applied to our lives, it's going to change the way we view things. It's going to change the way we walk. It's not going to be like the same thing that we did last year. We're not going to be the same two years from now because now God's word is being embedded in us and we start to see what, it, what he's doing in our life. Um, we definitely have to understand that when we read the Bible, there are different ways that we can actually take approach to look at different versions. Uh, understand that there are different versions like the U version app that we can actually download. It allows us to download multiple versions and then just move around from one to the other. If we don't understand the word for word, go for thought for thought. And if that's too complicated, the paraphrase is so easy to understand. And I think that's going to help us um, understand better what the Lord is trying to speak to us. We definitely have to have a moment to go to our pastor leaders to un un to like clarify things because they're going to come times that we won't understand everything we're reading and we've all been there i think sammy carlos and ika has also been in the same position of hey what <laughs> what is god trying yeah. to tell me here And we need that extra assistance yeah. from and somebody that's, who that's has why they're there also it. to help yeah. you with that yeah those things so yeah and we just got to be make sure that when we're reading the Bible, we put in the scripture into its content and narrative. Seeking, let's say, diff different like forms. Yeah, the context. Um, seeking different um, sources. If we got to go into you know, Bible Hub, we got to go into uh, Bible study tools. It's going to help us to dive a little deeper to understand what the Lord is trying to speak to us. And know that... Even if we we feel frustrated that we're not getting it, God is still with us, and he's going to speak to us through his word. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get frustrated. You might be in the beginning phase. You might be in the middle phase. I won't even say you're in the end phase or the end game because that's not going to happen <laughs> until we're yeah. with the Lord. So we're always going to be learning. We're always going to be growing. There's never going to be a time that the word is just going to stop from ministering to us there's always going to be a moment a season that god is going to use his word to minister to us a situation that he's going to speak to us and say hey I, I i know what you're going through this is this is the word i want to use through my word yeah. and speak to your life and speak life into whatever may, may, may be dead whatever may be stagnated he's going to just speak through his word amen. amen amen all right well we are real faith real talks and we really hope that Today's conversation helped a lot of you, um, encouraged you to read more your word and helped you understand how to better approach the word. 
that was the whole point of today's conversation. So if this did help, or if you guys want to hear any more questions, um, or any more answers to questions that you had that we didn't touch today, we definitely encourage and push you guys to write us on Instagram, either public under any one of our posts, or um, DM us privately. We'll be glad to make a second part if we see that you guys really need it. Right. Amen. These talks will be ready for your ears to hear every Tuesday morning on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions or prayer petitions, you can reach us at our social media, realfaith.realtalks on Facebook and Instagram.